Before we get started today, we wanted to continue our commitment to amplifying Black voices by plugging a podcast for you to check out. This week, we'd like to promote The Graduate Podcast with Ali and Chels. These ladies are here to encourage young leaders through the conversations of two best friends. And because they record from opposite sides of the country, like us, they get an extra special shout out from Girl Crush Podcast. You can find them on Instagram at The Graduate Podcast or on Apple Podcasts under The Graduate Podcast with Allie and Chels. The Girl Crush Podcast. Some theme music. We're obsessed with Jennifer Aniston. Pretty good plot. What about her hair? We're very messed up. So there's actually a pretty big spread. This is iconic, Jen. It's perfection. I love the ending. Jen was definitely the best. Oh, yeah. It just has it all. It's so good. It's hilarious. Great Jen hair and outfits. This was super entertaining. It's true. Hello, and welcome to the Girl Crush Podcast. I'm Anne. And I'm Allie. We love Jennifer Aniston, so we watched and ranked all of her movies. For more content related to Jen and the movies we're reviewing, find Girl Crush Podcast on Facebook or connect with us on Instagram at girlcrush underscore pod. And please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review. On today's episode, we'll be reviewing the movie Picture Perfect. For those who haven't listened to Girl Crush before, we rate every movie on five categories. Plot, Jen's character, and Jen's acting all out of 10 points. Jen's hair out of two points, and a Would You Watch Again score out of five points. If you want to hear more about our rating system and how we came up with it, we'd encourage you to go back and check out episode one. Picture Perfect was released in 1997, and in this movie, Jennifer Aniston plays Kate. Single career-driven Kate learns her boss at her advertising agency is more inclined to promote people who are married, so she gets caught up in a story with a fake fiancé leading to her promotion. When her boss wants to meet Kate's future husband, she has to track him down and talk him into playing along. This is available to watch if you have HBO. You can watch it there. Otherwise, you can rent it on Amazon Prime. And Anne's going to start us off with the plot of Picture Perfect, so now is a good time to pause and go watch the movie if you'd like, because from here on out, there will be spoilers. So for the plot of Picture Perfect, we rated the plot an 8 out of 10. And in this movie, nope. I was just thinking, I keep wanting to call this Pitch Perfect. I know. Instead of Picture Perfect. It's just the acapella genes. Aka, aka nerds <laughs> at heart. So Picture Perfect starts with Kate, played by Jen, kicking a guy she just went on a date on out of her apartment. She calls her mom after and tells her to never set her up again. Kate lives in New York and she works at an ad agency. She complains to her coworker about her love life, says she's just going to give up. And her coworker Darcy makes fun of her and hints at a crush Kate has on another coworker named Sam. So the agency gets this opportunity to pitch to Golden's Mustard. And as they're all kind of like gathered to come up with ideas for this pitch, Kate seems to be sitting kind of like to the side, takes notes. Like she doesn't seem to have a huge role in the firm, but she has really good ideas. And the team sits in the room working on this concept for what seems like all day. And Sam finally arrives and he's played by (laughs) Kevin Bacon. And Kate gets up the courage to share one of her pitch ideas. And her idea is that they use Cindy Crawford, who graduated second in her class because Golden's Mustard is number, like ranked number two, and that if you never gave number two a try, you'd be missing out. Everyone loves it, but Kate says she won't be satisfied until she has a billboard on Times Square. She's very career motivated. She has a lot of ambition. Fun fact, the company I work for now, ConAgra, owns Golden's Mustard, <laughs> but they did not own it at the time of the movie. <laughs> but I saw that again, and I was like, wait a second. I'm not going to lie. Golden's seems like a fancier brand to me than French's. Mm. I don't know if it's packaging or something, but anytime I buy Golden's, I'm like, fancy. 
<laughs> bougie oh, mustard. Bougie mustard. <laughs> Is this honey mustard? <laughs> Looks nice. <laughs> so Sam comes to Kate's office the next day and asks her to cover for him for some meals that he's expensing. And Kate's like, you know, I'd feel better about this if we actually did go to dinner. And Sam tells her that she's too nice. He's like, you know, the bad boy. And I just imagine um that song from it's not originally from the Parent Trap, but the song from Parent Trap that goes. I love that you think of that as the song from Parent Trap. Probably just bat to the bone. Yes. Yeah, no, it, it's Parent Trap. It's like Annie and Hallie playing poker. That's that song. Oh, it's amazing. But that's the Kevin Bacon song in this movie. Yes. So their agency wins the Goldens account because of Kate's great idea. And it's a huge deal. It's like a multi-million dollar account. And the whole agency watches while people get assigned to the account. And Kate's coworker Darcy gets assigned, but Kate kind of gets the shaft and doesn't get to be on the account, which is really unfair because the idea was hers in the first place. Yes, that's horrible. Yeah, and Darcy's like, I'm going to try and fix this over the weekend. Don't worry about it. Side note, super cute outfits and shoes, like very 90s, but her shoes that she had on in that scene I would wear now. Yeah, very cute. So Kate's mom is a hairdresser, and she puts all sorts of pressure on Kate to get married and have children. And she's kind of having this conversation with Kate while she does her hair before a wedding that Kate is about to go to. Also, in this scene, like, while they're at the hair salon, I noticed, and I did not notice this any other time I've seen the movie, there's a picture of Jennifer Aniston when she's little on the mirror of the salon. That's crazy. Like, by the salon chair. Yeah. It was, I sent you a picture. <laughs> I did not notice that. I didn't notice. I think I just saw the picture that you sent, but I didn't yeah, I look just at sent it. it. <laughs> That's amazing. I love when they do stuff like that. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's really her. They just like plant photos. Yeah. Yeah. So at the reception, Kate ends up sitting at a table with nobody that she knows. And the bride, Susan, announces to everyone that there's these Polaroid cameras on the table for the guests to be the wedding photographers. And I just, mm. and I just said, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Pictures of people's feet. Nope. So Kate kind of goes outside to get a breath of air when the videographer, Nick, comes outside asking if she's Susan's single friend, Kate. She seems really rude. <laughs> and Nick is filming people giving their best wishes to the newlyweds. So also, during the bouquet toss, Kate is the only single woman, and it's super awkward. Susan just yes. hands her the bouquet. Ugh. She's like, just give it to me. <laughs> How is everyone there married? I feel like even if you're engaged, you go out for yes. the bouquet toss. Also, when they did the garter toss, there's like 15 guys there. So I want to know, in what world would they not be swarming her? Like, yeah. all of those guys would be wanting to talk to Jennifer Aniston. Right. She looks so she cute. she's the only single girl at a wedding. <laughs> she's got like some, a weird tight, like green yes. tight and They're green tight. Heel, <laughs> heel situation going on. But otherwise... Great. Yeah, that seems not real. So Nick, the videographer, who also happens to be the groom's best friend, he ends up catching the garter. And there are lots of pictures taken of Kate sitting on Nick's lap by people's Mm. Polaroids. And Kate keeps one of these pictures. So Darcy, back at work, arranges for Kate to talk to the head of the agency, Mercer, about getting on the Golden's account. And Sam's there. (laughs) And Mercer starts to give her this really canned response that, you know, she's performing well, blah, blah, blah. But Kate interrupts him and tells him she doesn't want to wait for a promotion. She's good at her job. She's landing these accounts for the agency with her ideas. And Mercer essentially writes her off and tells her to dress for the job she wants, not the job she has, which I'm like, uh, rude. I started like hulking out. 
at, at yeah. this point watching this. I was like, oh, hell no. He compares her to Darcy, who is the same age as Kate and owns her own home. And then Mercer says he co-signed on a Mercedes for Sam. And he just tells Kate that she still lives like she's in college and he doesn't want to give her a large client when there's essentially no collateral keeping her at his agency. I hate this part so much. I'm like, I think... So many red flags. I think my blood pressure is rising just... <laughs> walking through it again because it makes me really angry and she's 28 in this movie and we're both 28 yes. and I'm like yes. ah. Ah. <laughs> but so I'm angry. so proud of her that she was speaking up for herself at this point like I love that she kind of interrupted him and she's like no I don't want to wait I was like yeah you go girl yeah also I never would have guessed that she and Darcy were supposed to be the same age oh no me neither just gonna say that yeah like this is just so so rude yes like that statement in itself is zero motivation to stay at a job absolutely if he wanted her to stay, he should be giving her opportunities that would make her want to stay. Right. That makes no sense. It's backwards thinking. So I was going to ask you if you've either ever or both asked for a raise or had an older male at work say something about your appearance or your marital status or something. Mm. So yes, I have asked for a raise at work. I was terrified to do it, but it felt very empowering. This was at my old job and I worked for like a very large corporation. So it was not so simple as my boss just giving the go-ahead. <laughs> so my boss really advocated for me and eventually was able to get me the raise. So it went well, but I was so terrified. <laughs> have you? I have at my old job. Yes. And they promised me a raise for like two years and then I left because I was like, <laughs> screw this. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> yeah, that sucks. Yeah. But thankfully, I've never had a male of any age say anything to me at work about like my appearance or marital status or anything like that I know people that it's happened to so I know it happens but I think I just got lucky with the places I've worked so far yeah I feel like people don't outwardly ask but I I do see people look at my hand to see if I'm married really when at I first work even at work huh. or at like client meetings or like client dinners like I see them look at my hand to see if I'm married because that still seems to be like a status thing Interesting. I know. And I'm like, that is sorry. I didn't get married when I was 21. I'm so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. That is so weird. Yeah. I will say there was one time when a male coworker made a crude gesture about another female coworker. And I regret it to this day that I didn't say anything. I was so shocked, honestly. And I just happened to see it that I just sort of was stunned into silence because I was like, I can't believe that just happened. And I literally still regret it to this day that I didn't call him out on it. Yeah. Because I did in my head and I vented about it to my coworkers that I knew later, but. Was this earlier in your career? Yeah, it was. And he was a higher up. Yeah. Because I feel like I got, and I mean, we're only like seven, eight years into our careers, but I feel like mm -hmm. I've gotten more ballsy as I've gone. Oh, yeah, totally. like way more confident in like what I should speak up about or what is oh, not absolutely. okay. And I have had like older men in the past just be like really degrading or like really rude to the point where like probably the male that I would have thought would be the last person to say something was like the way that he is speaking to you is not okay and I'm going to say something and he was like a way executive and he witnessed it and like he said something and like the situation was dealt with because of that and I was like super impressed because it was really That's uncomfortable amazing. yeah because yeah. I was like hating my life working with this right. guy on a project so which is horrible it is but the, the moral of the story is if you see something, say something. Yes. And also never be afraid to advocate for yourself because if you're doing a good job, you have every reason to ask for what you deserve. 
Absolutely. And no one is going to manage your career except for you. It's that's the truth. That's the truth, folks. Let's just wrap up this episode right now. That's it. <laughs> that's the moral. Little advice <laughs> segment, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> career advice segment <laughs> on Girl Crush Podcast. And if they don't respect you, there's other jobs. You can leave. Yep. You don't have to stay. <laughs> just say. <saying>. Anywho. <laughs> That really so this movie, Picture Perfect. <laughs> that scene really triggers both of us. <laughs> anyway, so Mercer is a huge jerk to Jennifer Aniston. And so Kate kind of goes to the bathroom after this. She's really upset. She's like super frustrated because obviously mm-hmm. like this is out of her control. And she's like, yeah, I'm not spending money I don't have. And I yeah. am focusing on my career and spending lots of hours here instead of like dating and right. whatever. Ugh. So... Darcy comes into the bathroom and tells Kate that she's on the account now and she also got a promotion to director of creative affairs. And (laughs) turns out Darcy showed Mercer the picture of Kate and Nick from the wedding and told Mercer that she is engaged to him and she was just like too shy to tell anybody. So she made up this whole story, Darcy did, that Nick works in Boston. He's only in the city on the weekends. She made up this just, like, elaborate story, including Kate and Nick's upcoming wedding in March. <laughs> and, like, now everyone at the company wants to meet him. And she got this promotion and whatever. I can't believe that's literally all it took for her to get the promotion either. It's I know. So yeah. weird. The morals that this movie is oh, founded you're on. Yes. yes. You, here you go. Here's your promotion. You go. Now you Now you want to stay here. Yeah. No. Ugh. Especially because the fake story Darcy just made up is that her fiance doesn't live in the same town as her. Isn't yes. that isn't that motivation to leave? Would, yes, exactly. It makes no sense. Poorly crafted lie. <laughs> so now everyone at work seems to know that she's engaged and they're asking all these questions. So there's this reception with the Goldens people, and it's actually like a giant party. It seems like an actual wedding reception, but there's just yeah. mustard everywhere. And <laughs> Mercer had asked Kate to buy a dress he hasn't seen at work before. Horrible. I hate him. And she shows up in this tight, short, spaghetti strap, bright green dress. And everyone else in this place is in, like, black cocktail-length dresses. Work-appropriate attire. Except for Darcy, who's in a lavender pantsuit. (laughs) And Kate is obviously incredibly uncomfortable. I would leave immediately. This is a nightmare. It's I feel like I threw up on myself on the cab. I don't, in the cab. Yeah, I don't I'm know. I'm sorry. I can't. I can't be there. <laughs> I don't know why she would think this is work appropriate. I I don't either. I mean, she looks great. Yeah. But not for work. I'm like, when in doubt, long sleeves, pants, <laughs> a belt, tuck oh, it in, no. a blazer, you know, like yeah. the more layers, the better. Yes. <laughs> I will point out, though, and you know this already because I sent you a side by side. She's wearing this lime green dress and a spiky updo. And as soon as I watched this movie again, I was like, oh, wow. I wore a green dress and a spiky updo to my freshman homecoming in high school. And I will post the side by side on Instagram at some point because it's too good not to share. It looks like I was trying to be her. It's like (laughs) the exact same hairstyle. Except I'm like 14. Magical. You look just as good. You look just as good. <laughs> I literally have missing teeth in the photo. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, what a nightmare. She owns it, though. I mean, good for her, I guess. She does. She, she leans into it. So Mercer introduces her to the Golden's people, 
And the Gulden's, like, head guy seems like a super creep. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, I have this other campaign idea with a nude model and a bowl of mustard and this, like, really crude tagline. And Kate is just speechless and grossed out, but her colleagues jump in saying, like, they like it and they can see his vision. I'm like, no. Gross. So Sam finds Kate, who is standing on the sidelines of the reception at this point, and they finally seem to go to dinner together. And now that she's supposedly engaged and unavailable, he's interested in her. Ugh, I hate him. And she just walks right into that, and she ends up sleeping with him. She doesn't even remember her pretend engagement until after when Sam asks her about him and tells her she's a bad girl, which I just, like, roll my eyes. Yeah. Ugh. I'm like, your lie lasted, like, two days. Good job. <laughs> so the next day, Sam comes to Kate's new really nice office, and he, like, apologizes about what happened the night before, but Kate brushes it off and says she's a big girl. And Sam tells her the less Nick knows, the better, and says it won't happen again. And then he proceeds to invite her to a tennis tournament that weekend, but Kate lies and says Nick is coming into town. So we hate Sam. Yep. So when Kate arrives home, her mom is just, like, in her apartment. (laughs) No. It's a lot. Some boundaries. Like, yelling at Kate, saying she was worried sick about her all day because she had called her back after Kate had called her mom that morning. And obviously, she was at Sam's and not at home, so, like, she didn't answer her phone at her apartment. Her mom thought she was dead or something. I don't know. So Kate tells her, she's like, you have no right to do that. You have no right to know everything about my life. But then she, uh, I don't know. This scene makes me uncomfortable. So uncomfortable. She has this, like, weird confession moment with her mom where she, like, tells her the truth about where she was that morning and about Sam. Ah, uh, I don't know. <laughs> oh, so funny. And her mom thinks she's lying. So Kate ends up telling her mom the real lie about Nick, which her mom is way more into. And I'm like, this lie doesn't really hold up either because they seem to talk too much. Like, oh, yeah. Multiple times a day. And how would her mom but not have her known? mom not know? Yeah. Yeah. So. Exactly. I don't like that. It's a paw hole. Oh, man. Okay. So Kate starts really leaning into this lie about Nick because it has made Sam interested in her and she's had this big crush on him. Mm-hmm. So she's like sending herself flowers at work, which makes Sam really <laughs> jealous. And the fake flower card says that Nick can't come for the weekend. So Kate ends up going to this tennis tournament with Sam. And I have to ask you if you find tennis fun to watch because I don't. I have never really watched it. I'll watch it in the Olympics or I'll watch like Venus or Serena Williams play because they are badass. But Uh otherwise I'm like people just sit quietly and then they're like. (laughs) I've I've literally never watched a full tennis match, but I think I would enjoy learning to play. Yeah, I took tennis lessons when I was younger. It is fun to play. I would think it's more fun to watch than golf because at least you see the entire match and golf. I don't understand the freaking point of what no i'm anti-golf you stand like (laughs) quietly on the sidelines and you are by one hole so then you watch them play once and then what do you do yeah i have no idea silently walk around the grounds the rest of the day (laughs) sounds terrible it does sound terrible absolutely not so after this tennis match sam pretty much invites himself into kate's apartment and they hook up again And Kate, obviously, at this point, knows the only reason he likes her is because of Nick. Because Sam keeps bringing Nick up. Mm -hmm. Like, A scumbag. He is. But then when Kate wakes up in the morning, Nick is on the news. (laughs) Because he had, like, saved a small child. 
I don't know if it was from a fire. She, like, fell from a third-story window. I don't know. Yeah. But he's, like, a local celebrity in Boston now. He's on the news. He's on the front page of the paper. I guess it's made its way to New York, obviously. And everybody at the office is talking about it. (laughs) And Mercer says that he and the Goldens guy would like to take Kate and Nick out to dinner to, like, thank him for his bravery (laughs) to meet him. So Kate panics as you would and Mm -hmm. she calls nick's videography business and leaves him this voicemail to ask him to meet her for coffee and she drives to boston to do so and (laughs) when nick walks (laughs) into this diner to meet her there's like a standing ovation it's like everyone knows who he is i think this is so wholesome i love it yes it feels very small town usa even though they're in like boston and new york yeah so she comes clean to him pretty quickly that, like, her friend told her work that they were engaged. And I think Nick takes this way too well. Yeah, he's like, oh, okay. <laughs> he's like, I'm flattered. Right. And she's like, I will pay you $1,000 to come to dinner with me, with my boss. I'll buy you a suit. I'll buy plane tickets, whatever. And I just want you, like, two-thirds of the way through dinner to pick a fight with me and publicly break up with me in front of my colleagues. So, like, this lions. Yes. Also, I have to say $1,000. Yeah, I don't like, know. Like, I mean, as a 28-year-old, if I had $1,000 to drop on a lie like this, <laughs> she's doing pretty good. She's desperate, man. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So Nick, again, still reacting pretty well to this, says he doesn't want her money and that he was already thinking of coming to New York and he was going to get her number from her friend Susan and ask her to dinner anyway. So he's really happy that they ran into each other. And I think... Normally, I would think this is a really stupid plot point, but I think Jay Moore just delivers his rebuttal so well, and Jen looks so surprised that it just works. Yeah. I'm, I just accept I think it's it. Super, yeah. I'm totally like, aw. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just, well, I don't know. I think it could be super cheesy or stupid, and I think they played it really well. Yeah. So, yep. so Nick arrives to Kate's office two hours early and kind of surprises her, and Kate kisses him while, like, pretty much the entire company including Sam, are watching. Mm-hmm. And she's kind of, like, rambling to him about all these lies she's made up about their relationship. And, like, this part makes me a little sad because Nick had genuinely wanted to go out with her and I mm-hmm. think saw this as his way in. And now she's just, like, for real using him, like, disregarding his feelings, like, down to business about this whole lie. She gives Nick a study guide she made about their <laughs> life together, including a script for their fight. <laughs> so funny it's weird and nick just kind of looks like okay (laughs) taking it in (laughs) so sam calls and kate lies and says something came up and she has to meet a colleague for a drink but it won't be long but she's gone for hours with sam comforting him over martinis because he's like super jealous of seeing nick and kate together at the office and (laughs) the best part of the scene is that nick shows up i feel like if we were watching this together we would have been like yeah yes I was, like, totally. proud of him for showing up. <laughs> I know. I don't know how he found her, but there he was. Oh, she told him before she left where she was going. Oh, I that. Because I remember because she was like, if you need me, I'll be at whatever place. It's in the phone book. And I was like, is that what people used to do? You had to look up the phone number and call a business and ask for someone? Or you would just, like, shut up there? I feel like I would just, I would use the operator. Yeah, that's true. So anyway, Nick shows up and Sam excuses himself. And afterwards, Kate tells Nick that Sam, he's just a friend who sleeps over sometimes. <laughs> but I'm like, Ugh. I also feel like that's an exaggeration of Kate and Sam's relationship because 
Yes. It's, it's been, like, been two, times two times in the last week. Right. They're not friends otherwise. I don't know. Yeah. The whole thing makes me sad. I don't like it. I know. But at least I feel like she was honest with Nick at the very beginning. She was like, look, here's why I'm contacting you. So I don't know. That's why. I guess It does true. make me sad. Too. I feel bad for him, of course. But I'm like, well, she, she really was truthful. That's fair. So that night, Nick asks Kate why there's nothing in the study guide about her dad. And she said her parents got divorced when she was seven. She didn't see him for 10 years, and then he passed away. And they seemed to kind of, like, connect a bit mm-hmm. during this conversation. And Nick asks Kate if there's anything she wants to know about him. And she's like, this isn't about you, Nick. I don't <laughs> – like, she doesn't want to know anything about him. But he Rude. is definitely super prepared. Like, he has read the study guide. He's ready. Yes, he is a pro. Like, he knows everything. I think it's really cute, and they're, like, rehearsing all the facts together. Yeah, it is cute. So at the dinner that night, it's like – Kate and Nick and Darcy and her husband, Mercer and his wife, and then the Golden Sky and his wife. And everyone is commenting on marriage. And pretty much everyone at that table except for Darcy and her husband had been married two or three times. Mm-hmm. That just sounds like a lot of effort to me. I don't know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they asked Nick about his music video work because that is a lie that Kate had made up. Well, like, that lie seems to be the most offensive to Nick because he doesn't do music videos. And he won't go along with it. And he says he right. vi- he's like he videotapes weddings. And he goes on about other things he videotapes and that he truly loves his job. And I think it's actually really sweet how he talks about it. And Kate seems yeah. to really like it, too. Yeah, she looks at him with a very... She's like, he has a soul. Yes. <laughs> she finally notices him at that point. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. She kind of sees him for the first time. Yeah. So while everyone goes to dance at this dinner, Nick tells Kate that she looks beautiful. And she says to save it for when people can hear him. <laughs> I will give her credit. She almost immediately apologizes for being super rude, and they dance. <laughs> but Kate is upset because Nick doesn't actually want to pick a fight with her at dinner. He's like, we could actually date, and, like, I could actually come down on the weekends, and you can break up with me eventually, but I don't think it needs to be right now. And she shoots him down and tells him to stick to the plan. She's pissed. Yeah. Which I think it's pretty cute, though, that he, like, offers to actually date her. Yeah. Because... And, like, he hasn't gotten to know her that well. Like, he met her at a wedding, and now he met her because of this lie that she's been roped into. I mean, it's, it's so amazing it's kind of he's funny going that he along like with still it in wants. the first place. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And the fact that he, like, is like, yeah, I still want to date you. Right? I'd be like, <laughs> okay, crazy lady. Yeah. So, at this point, like, they are past two-thirds in the dinner. It's, like, the end of dinner. And Darcy leaves, followed by the mustard man and his wife. And so Kate is, like, literally kicking Nick under the table and starts picking the fight herself because she knows he's not going to do it. Mm -hmm. And Nick at first just kind of, like, lets it roll off, doesn't fight her on it, even when she says, you know, Nick, no kids until I've been at the agency for 10 years. (laughs) And he's like, I totally respect your career. You know, I'm going to go look at surrogates next week. (laughs) Oh, man. It's so funny. She's getting, like, super mad. But I also would be a little ticked because I'm like, they did have a plan. He did, like, come here to go along with the plan. That's true, but he's just, like, so innocent. Yeah, I think I'm is. team Nick on this. I don't know. I know. I am I really like them both, so I'm torn. Yeah. So at this point, Kate's like, he's not going to do it. And so she goes to the point of staging a phone call to her cell phone that she says is from a woman Nick cheated on her with. And so she, like, seems to break up with him. And then I think this is just, like, the breaking point for Nick. So he's like, you know what? I do have a mistress, but you do too. Work. <laughs> and nick finally gives her what she wants and he breaks up with her and it's very dramatic at one point he says now i know how goldens feels 
Because he's like second to her work. Because he's second to work. <laughs> and I think it's so funny. I'm like, did you really? How did you think of that? Oh, so funny. Also, I know this was her plan all along, but that would be completely humiliating for that to actually happen at a work dinner. So the fact that that was like the best of all the alternatives in her mind is insane to me. Especially with like a client executive. Yes. Poor and thing. Mercer, the. Like, this is the CEO. Like, it's the business is literally named after him. Right? Like, why did it have to be a public breakup? Because people wouldn't believe her? Right. I, yeah, that's yeah, weird. I don't get it either. So, after this whole performance, <laughs> Kate waits for Nick outside. And she's, like, all relaxed, kind of chuckling about the whole thing. But Nick is obviously kind of sad. But he's also happy for Kate because she got what she wanted. And he tells her Sam is a lucky guy. And then he hails a cab. Which at first I was really confused about because I was like, aren't, isn't he still staying at her place? Where is he going? Yeah. But then you see that Kate goes over to Sam's house. Mm-hmm. And when she tells Sam that she and Nick broke up, Sam is pretty much instantly not into her and says he hopes she didn't do that for him. I hate him. <laughs> he is the worst. Oh, he's the worst. The worst. So she tries to leave his apartment. And there's, like, so many locks on the door, you know, like, old apartments. And <laughs> he ends up accidentally hitting her in the face and giving her a black eye. I just Ugh. can't stand it. Okay. So she gets home. Nick is super worried about her, obviously. Her, like, face is swollen. And yeah. he's taking care of her, giving her peace for her eye. Her mom calls. Kate tells her, like, everyone loved Nick. And then she kind of seems to be, like, melting into the moment, like, actually reflecting on the fact that Sam sucks and Nick is cool. And then she's yeah. like, oh, but something happened, remembering they broke up, right? So then Nick gets on the other line. This is weird to me. And he's talking to Kate's mom as well, and they're like, bonding over the phone <laughs> i don't know he's so charming during this part though i'm like uh swoon he's like gets super concerned for her like as soon as he notices her eye he like is like super attentive i love how charming he is with the mom <laughs> this part cracked me up the mom this isn't that weird because she had also asked kate what she was wearing so I think it's just showing she's really interested in her daughter's life so she asked him apparently what he was wearing and he was like Boxer shorts, a t-shirt, and a smile. <laughs> and for some reason, I loved that part, <laughs> even though it's so cheesy. <laughs> the scene is really cheesy, but it's cute. Yeah. But at the same time, the entire scene, I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> <laughs> You're more realistic than me. I don't mind the cheese. <laughs> I think it's mostly just because, like, I can't imagine this scene happening in my own life. <laughs> so funny. So the next day, everyone's gossiping at work because everyone has, like, heard about this public explosion the night before. And Kate is wearing sunglasses to hide her black eye. But she immediately calls Nick when she gets to work. She says she doesn't want him to leave without saying goodbye. She even asks if he would come down on the weekend. So she's, like, 180 on Nick. Mm-hmm. And part of me is like, is it because she realized how great he is? Or is it just because Sam proved that right. he sucks? Yeah. I don't know. So Darcy interrupts and brings her to Mercer's office to give the good news of launching a Super Bowl ad for Goldens and that people are coming in two days to hear pitches. And so they also want to make her creative leader on the account. But during this whole, like, good news celebration, she takes her sunglasses off and Mercer and Darcy see her black eye and assume that Nick hit her. 
even though Sam's elbow. Yeah. And Mercer says he never wants to see Nick again. That's in her past. She's moving forward, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So Kate ends up working late because of this new news. And Nick finally shows up at the office after hours. And Kate tells him, she's like, I'm going to be working a lot with this new work. And now I don't think I have time for anything else, a.k.a. Nick. <laughs> she hands him a thousand bucks, which I'm pretty sure doesn't even cover the dinner bill he had ended up getting stuck with the <laughs> night before. And Nick is just like really hurt by this gesture and leaves mm-hmm. kind of without saying anything. So I couldn't tell if time had passed or not because like her black eye was gone. Yes, that's right. So I was like, was this really two days later or I don't know. But anyway, yeah, at some like point, maybe a couple days. Yeah, later. At, at some point, I don't, I've never had black eyes. So I don't know how quickly they heal. Have you had a black eye before? Yes. <laughs> I literally just snorted <laughs> one time. <laughs> Kale says we're cutting this. No, don't. <laughs> Kale accidentally elbowed me and gave me a black eye. Kevin, <laughs> <laughs> a, a small Bacon. one. A small one. It was, it was a very small black eye, but he was going to put his arm around me and like got me right in the eye but it was it was small it was nothing like hers it was literally just right here so Wait, actually i remember it almost this like makeup i remember this yeah, you, you wore dark eyeshadow yes, yes it just looked like i had a lot of purple makeup on okay but it cracks me up that this happened because i'm like well yeah it happens but that was like extreme Her i mean there was, was like swollen. sound effects it sounded like a taekwondo movie it was like Whoa. oh yeah yeah <laughs> Oh, no, man, we're we're, keep, we're keeping that in. <laughs> it's relevant. Oh, it's funny. And I called you Kevin when I shouted because I was just thinking about about Kevin Bacon. Yes. <laughs> I, I got it. Hey, I think Kevin Bacon's awesome. I haven't seen the movie and I'm sure his character sucks. But mm. I like Kevin Bacon, so I'm okay being Oh, that's funny. I think we're in we're gonna talk about that, Kale. We will. Anyway, as she's cleaning up this bedding. Wait, how many how many days did it take for your black eye to heal? I can't remember. Oh, I don't remember. Probably only like two days. Really? Her face was like really but mine swollen. Was, mine was tiny. Yeah, okay. I, I would think one like that would take a, I mean, five days. I don't know. That's a total guess. Yeah, because I was like, maybe she just like left his bedding there out of nostalgia on the couch. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, eventually she's cleaning up this bedding and she finds that he had left her money in the envelope like sandwiched between some of the stuff that so she hadn't seen it before and she just like puts it in her purse and takes it to work mm-hmm. and she's sitting in this like auditorium or whatever someone comes around with food and she goes to pay for some fruit with it and she finds this little wristwatch in there which she had told him about and it like meant something to her and her dad you know when they had like bonded over her dad mm-hmm. whatever night that was and she gets really emotional and she's kind of standing at the front of the room and she says she can't present the Golden's pitch that afternoon. And she, she's like on a microphone and she just comes clean again to Mercer, her team, like about everything, including Sam. Sam sitting in the back of the room. Like she and Nick were never engaged. Nick never cheated on her. She had offered him money to come have dinner with them and break up with her. And she apologizes. She's like, I'll be out of my office in 20 minutes. So somewhere between the auditorium and her office, Sam and Kate have some sort of mutual makeup. And he says she's a bad girl after all because she did this for him. (laughs) And she says she's really a good girl, but she'll call him if she ever changes. I think this part is really weird. Yeah, super weird. And then Mercer comes into her office and tells Kate that he lied early in his career as well. And he tells her to take a couple days off and go to Boston. I think this change of heart seems really odd for a guy who told her to get better clothes and buy a car she can't afford and get married. Like a week ago. Yeah, it's weird. It's very weird. 
where he's like, ah, kid. Right. I don't know. I, I don't understand it either. I don't like it. So Kate tracks down Nick at a wedding he's filming, and he's, like, in the church with the camera. <laughs> and she thanks him for the watch, and she says that she told everyone the truth. And he's like, that's great. Bye. <laughs> and that feels a little bit extreme to me, because I feel like he could have just said, okay, let's talk after. Because he's just literally is like, goodbye, Kate. I know his feelings were hurt, but I'm like, really? No, I would do the same. I would do it. <laughs> I would do that. <laughs> Oh, man. I don't know. I, I still think she was upfront with her intentions with him. I think, though, she... We'll talk about this later. Okay. During her okay. character story. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, Kate proceeds to interrupt Nick throughout the ceremony, refusing to leave, eventually yelling that she won't leave, interrupting this wedding. And the priest asks if she has something to say, and she's, like, sobbing. And Nick escorts her... He just takes her to the back of the church. I'm like, go outside. Everyone can yeah, hear you. Yeah, what... This is embarrassing. Like, the entire church was listening to her apologize. They're, like, turned back in their seats watching her. She's like, I miss you. I'd like to go on a date with you. Whatever. It's kind of, it's sentimental. It's nice. Eh, it's mostly <laughs> embarrassing. <laughs> what she says is nice. You're right. But it's so embarrassing. She's literally interrupting mid-wedding. Like, I would be so, so angry if that were my wedding. Also, I feel like it's really potentially damaging his career. <laughs> I mean, that's true. I know the not prop the not.com probably did not exist then, but whatever way you rate videographers, I'm sure he got a terrible rating because their wedding was interrupted. I mean, TBH, whenever they show the view through his camera lens, he doesn't seem that great anyway. It's like very wobbly. There's, not, there's a lot of motion. I don't know. I didn't even think of that. I feel like I'd be seasick watching those videos, but I would also be super mad if this was my wedding. And the bride, yes. the only thing she says, she's like, Kevin, do you know this woman? And he's like, yeah. I, I don't think I've, I don't think I've seen her before. <laughs> yeah, but I'd be pissed. Anyway, Nick, like, while she's kind of pleading with him, doesn't say anything to her. And then she starts to leave, but Nick steps into the aisle and asks her out. And they kiss, and the entire church bursts into applause, <laughs> and the movie ends. <laughs> oh, so funny. Such a chick flick ending. It really is. It really is. But I actually love this movie. Okay, I, I do too. I know we just gave it, like, a lot of flack throughout it, but yeah, it has, like, some classic romantic dramedy vibes, uh -huh. and I'm genuinely not sure why it's not more well-known or popular than it is, because I think it has, like, the writings of a classic rom-com rom from that era. Yeah, totally. Like, I, I don't know why it's not more popular, because yeah. it, it is great. I agree with you. Yeah. I think also what makes the plot good is that the supporting characters are really well balanced. Like they're not, they're not overpowering or distracting, but they all serve a purpose. Mm -hmm. Like her mom, yes. Sam, Mercer, and Darcy, they all clearly have distinct roles and personalities yep. and like they all contribute in the appropriate ways to the story. Totally agree. Which I like a lot. So we really didn't like Sam in this movie. But yes, I would like to know if you love or hate Kevin Bacon. I feel myself being anti and I literally have no reason why, except for maybe this movie. Okay. What about you? I feel the same way. I don't like him and I don't know why. I think he just comes off as a jerk to me. It's so weird. But also he's one of those guys that's obviously very famous, but I can't think of what else I actually know him from. Footloose. Foot, I mean, yeah, Footloose. He's been in like a thousand movies though, right? Yeah. But I don't know that it, they were movies that I would watch. Yeah. So I'm not sure if I have a fair view of Kevin Bacon. 
I think he 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 looks very smug. He does look super smug, and I don't know if it's just because of his like mullet kind of haircut in this movie. <laughs> yes, so I think bad. I think time has been good to Kevin Bacon. Like I think he's much much more attractive now. Oh, completely. Than he was agree. then, and like I don't know. Yeah, something about me. I'm just like, mm, I don't think I'd like you in in real life. Like I, I think I would hate you. I know. <laughs> But then I was like, it literally could just be this movie. Maybe he's just a really good actor. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you've heard of the six degrees of Kevin Bacon, right? Yes. Yes. Which I don't know what my degree of separation is. Do you? No. Oh, my God. I'm just reading on the Daily Mail. Rob Lowe reveals he was meant to play Kevin Bacon's role in Footloose. <laughs> really? <laughs> I hope that's real. I love Rob Lowe. That's amazing. Wow. Yeah. I just, I don't like him. I don't like his face. I don't know something about him i'm like Mm-mm. i know kale does he tend to play like bad boy characters more often than not you know it, it's funny i'm not sure that i could think of a ton of movies i've seen him in either i just looked on wikipedia I, and i was like i, I haven't seen any of these i i don't think so i don't think he normally plays that kind of character hmm. certainly not recently i think because like you said he's definitely aged into kind of what you know his personality or his looks or whatever because now i feel like I don't know. He comes across to me as very wholesome, like a good guy now. Interesting. So funny. Uh, Interesting. And you love him, right? I mean, saying I love him was a little bit of like, it's a little bit of hyperbole. Okay. Sure. Sure. Because, yeah, I also have not seen a ton of his movies. But I'm like, oh, Kevin Bacon just seems like cool guy, nice guy, you know. Ooh. That's so is funny. He, is he a jerk in Crazy Stupid Love? He's in Crazy Stupid Love. Yes. Yeah, he's he has 94 acting credits. I mean, he's been in a ton of stuff. Anyway, we don't like him, so he will never be a girl crush. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> we have nothing. We have no reason for no, it. Literally no reason. Except that he was a good actor and made me dislike his character so much. I guess that's, that's true. That's all I have to go off of right now. <laughs> that's true. But you know what? Like, And he has a really smug-looking face here's, that here's I Here's the thing, like. though. Frances McDermott played her character in Friends with Money super Ooh. well, and we disliked her in that. But I still think I like Frances McDermott as a person. McDormand? Sure, yeah. Interesting. But maybe a different, because it's a guy and a girl. That's true. I hate to say it. I hate to play the gender card, but... I mean, that's true. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Maybe that plays into my love or whatever of Kevin Bacon. Oh my <laughs> God, you guys. We just conducted an experiment, and we didn't wow. even know it. <laughs> <laughs> this is crazy. Yeah. What else about the plot for you? So overall, I really do like this movie, even though I know we were like laughing about a lot of things throughout it. So I think the reason that it can't be like a total 10 or even a nine is just because some of the more unbelievable plot points or things where we're like, why did they have to do it that way? Like, that's not actually what would happen in real life. There's no way her mom wouldn't know she was engaged or even seeing someone. Mm -hmm. And one other part that I think is super weird is that Darcy gets her into this whole mess. And then kind of throughout the rest of the movie, they don't ever talk about it again, which I think is interesting because like she does interact with Nick, but I just thought it was weird that like Kate never confided in her that we saw about the situation going on after like they got into this whole situation. I feel like at one point, Darcy seemed to notice something else was going on with Kate and Nick and she was like, oh, I don't think she like knew what was happening. Yeah. But I agree. Like. Even at the end, when she's coming clean to, like, Mercer and the team, and she's like, we were never engaged. There was just this photo at a wedding, blah, blah, blah. And Mercer looks at Darcy, and Darcy's just like, Yeah. She's like, I don't know. (laughs) So she does come out of it, like, scot-free. Right, Which is weird. Yeah. But overall, like, I agree. I I actually really like this movie. (laughs) (laughs) So 
so good. I do really like the movie. I think I would tear apart a plot like How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Right. As excessively as this. And that is one of my all-time favorite movies. So. Yes, absolutely. Which is it's completely unbelievable, but it's so entertaining. But we don't care. <laughs> we don't care. Yeah. Okay. So for Jen's character of Kate, we rated Kate a 7 out of 10. And I feel like she kind of flip-flops between having a ton of integrity, but then also lying all the time. Mm-hmm. So I love at the beginning when Darcy first lies about her being engaged, she gets really upset and she's like, no, I want to be successful and respected at work because of my talent and my skill. Like, I don't want to lie to get there. So I really like that part. But then she does end up going along with it. Yeah. And I feel like we have to knock a few points because then she's obviously lying throughout the whole thing. And she also falls into the trap with Sam, which I think is unfortunate. Yeah. And I'm like, ugh, have some like self-pride or, you know, whatever you want to call it, self-worth. Like he clearly is not actually into you. It kind of bothers me that the promotion and everything was, you know, when the lie was like too far when it gave her promotion and the success, but when it gave her Sam, she was like, yes. she was like, She's okay, like, oh, okay, I'm on board now. Yeah. I'm like, mm, I don't like that. I completely agree. And then she seems ignorant to the fact that Nick actually likes her, even though he expressed his interest in her. She seems so caught up in this lie and Sam that she like does not acknowledge or realize that she's hurting Nick's feelings throughout this. Yeah, I agree. I I really don't like that. And even from the get-go, like, she comes clean to Nick, and then he's into her. And she seems to just take advantage of the fact that he's into her. Because now, because of that, he's willing to, like, do whatever crazy schemes she wants. And, like, you know, she's depending on him to do all this prep work and know everything about her. But, like, she's not willing to learn anything about him. I'm like, I don't like that. I don't think it's very um attractive. I don't know. Yeah. I struggle because I feel bad for Nick. I love Nick, but I do think she was completely upfront with him. Like she told him literally right away, like she did not pretend at the beginning, like when they first went to get coffee, the first thing she said was the truth that happened and that her friend had told people that they were engaged. And I don't know. I feel like it was unfortunate, but it almost was on him to say, hey, I actually have feelings for her. Maybe I shouldn't do this. Maybe I shouldn't agree to this because I have feelings for her. You know what I mean? Yeah, but Because if, she was up front with him. But if he didn't agree to it, he never would have been able to pursue his feelings for her either. Because she would have been like, screw you, you didn't help me out. Why would I do anything with you? That's fair. But also, I mean, maybe she deserved that. <laughs> I guess that's true. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I do love Nick and I feel bad for him, but I just think like she was up front with him. Now, I will say, I do think she was mean to him a few times throughout, and I don't think that was cool. Like, the fact that she was not willing to get to know him at all, I'm like, okay, you're spending a few days together doing this. Like, you could at least be nice. So I definitely agree with you on that point. Yeah. I, okay, I don't know if this is true or not, and I feel, I don't even know if I should say it, but I'm going to say it. In some, like, interview I was reading, or I was trying to find interviews about this movie, Mm -hmm. and I came across something that said... That Jennifer Aniston was not nice to Jay Moore on set because this was his first feature film and she was like not happy with his, I don't know what it was, that she was like kind of mean to him and it like was really upsetting. Like he cried. (laughs) I don't know if this is true or not. I feel bad even saying it, but I mean, Jay Moore has gone on to be very successful, so I think he's fine. 
but I was shocked. Wow. I was shocked to read that. It just came up when I was searching like Jennifer Aniston picture perfect because both those things were mentioned in the article. Yeah. So I don't what know. What was the source though? I can't remember. And when he has been asked about it, because I think he had quoted that some leading actress or something that he had worked with mm. on a film. And like at the time that was the only film he could have been talking about was the only film he'd been in and she was the leading actress on it that he had like said something to that extent. But when he's been confronted about whether it was Jennifer Aniston or not, he was like, I will never answer that question. So mm. I don't know if it's her or not, but uh, maybe sad. Sad. But anyway, wow. for her acting, we gave her a 7.5 out of 10 from the get-go when she's mad about the way Mercer speaks down to her and when she's upset with Darcy about lying to everyone about her. Like, I think she mm-hmm. has really solid reactions. Maybe a little hitting her purse on the counter in the bathroom, a little immature, but it's good acting. Yeah. yeah. I also think this is a movie, and maybe this might be, like, her earliest movie where you can see this because we talk about this a lot, but you can see her character thinking, like, mm-hmm. jumping between her own storylines about, like, what she's lying about and what she's not. I feel like that presence of mind is really clear in this movie. and really adds to the storyline and to her character in general. Yeah, I totally agree. Another part I like is I like how she acts during her interactions with her mom. And it's funny because, like, you can tell her character shifts. And I think it's true, like, all of us, when we're talking to our parents, we kind of get into a different mindset like she kind of seems younger when she's talking to her mom Mm -hmm. and even in the part where she's weirdly telling her mom too much information she like kind of seems like more of a little girl during that which I think is an interesting way to play it and I think I think she does a good job of maintaining her character but acting differently the way that any of us might act differently around like different groups of people yeah I really like her acting and her facial expressions in the church at the end Mm -hmm. like she's Mm -hmm. nervous she's afraid she's sad even like when she's accepting that he's not gonna say anything to her and she's like okay and she starts to leave you're just like in that moment with them and I think she does Mm -hmm. a good way of drawing you into that moment with her agreed So what would you say are some of the drawbacks to why we didn't rate it a higher than a 7.5? Like the dinner scene where she's just, I know she's just pretending when Nick breaks up with her, but I think it could have been better pretending. Like, it's really like fake dramatic crying and, you know, that that part, it's already so unbelievable, you know, at this point that you're like. It's like overacted. Yeah, at this point you're like some realistic acting here would be <laughs> good, but I guess it just adds to the whole absurdity of the the entire right. scene. And I think you can tell that this is earlier in her career. Mm-hmm. Something about her acting, I can't say even what it is, but something about her acting to me doesn't feel quite as polished as mm-hmm. her later acting. Like it's still really good. It's just not her absolute peak, which is to be expected. This was 1997, so like she was still right. very early in her career. Yeah, but something about it is still not quite as convincing as some of her other roles. Exactly. What about you? Yeah, Anything? I agree. No, I agree with you. That's what I would say too. Cool. So for Jen's hair in this movie, we gave it a two out of two. Got that 90s nostalgia. Mm-hmm. Classic. I love the. Well, I obviously love the spiky updo in the party scene because clearly I did my hair like that before. <laughs> um, so I love that. And I also just love she does like a lot of messy updos or just like throwing her hair up in a bun while she's working or just in a ponytail, which I think is very realistic for one thing, mm-hmm. but also still somehow looks super cute. And she's got like the little wispies hanging down and 
Yeah, very cute. Very cute. She has, like, the braids with the backwards hat and the sunglasses, which is yes. iconic. Yes, with the dress over the T-shirt. Yes. Iconic. Yeah, I mean, when you search for this movie, Jennifer Aniston, Picture Perfect, like, the natural fill-in that comes in from Google is outfits because it's just yes. on point in this movie. So good. They are good. And the sunglasses crack me up, too, because they're, like, the really tiny oval sunglasses. Yes. Which is so, yeah, it's just, I love it. Yeah. I also think for her hair, she has the best layers and texturing in her hair. And I'm not quite yes. sure how. Like, it looks, it's very prevalent in this movie. It's so good. Yeah, I love the face framing layers she has in this one. Yeah. But it's not like. Super cute. It's not like a Rachel haircut. It's lo- right, It's right. longer. It's longer. Yeah. But it still has that sort of, like, it falls nicely yeah. around her face. hmm hmm There's this other part in the diner scene I need to ask you this. I'm guessing the answer is no, but she's wearing just a cardigan with nothing underneath it. And I am not sure if that's a thing or not. I think it's only a thing for Jennifer Aniston. That's, that's fair. If I wore that, people would be like, you okay? You, you need to put something on. Yeah. You forgot to put a shirt on today, honey. <laughs> yeah. Somehow she just is able to do that. Yeah. <laughs> I was just watching that scene. I was like. Is there, she just, she's, it's just, but there's nothing there. Hmm. Yeah, I don't think that's a thing. I'm also like, that's what you wore to meet this man you are telling that you're supposedly engaged to. Right. Great outfit choice. <laughs> <laughs> Though, to be honest, if I could do it, I might. Less laundry, you know? <laughs> Love it. And then for the Would You Watch Again score for Picture Perfect, we gave this a five out of five. Maybe you weren't expecting that with our plot <laughs> announcement. <laughs> But I really like this movie. It feels like the quintessential girls' night movie, and I would be happy to keep watching it over and over again. I don't care that it's cheesy. I don't care that there's unrealistic things in the plot or little plot holes. Yeah. I just really like it. (laughs) I think this is something that needs to be on people's regular rotations, and you just don't know it yet. Yes. Like you said, definitely should be considered for girls' night movies. It's absolutely a contender. Yes. Also, we didn't say this yet, but I really like Jay Moore in this movie. I do too. And I was I was trying to look up for sure what else I definitely know him from. Because he has one of those faces, you know? Yeah. Who has aged better, Jay Moore or Kevin Bacon? Kevin Bacon. I would agree. Sorry, Jay. Oh, that's where I know him from. Pay it forward. One of my all-time favorite movies. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh my god, he was a voice in the Brave Little Toaster. <gasps> That's hilarious. Oh my gosh. I was almost like, hey, he was in Picture Perfect. (laughs) (laughs) Allie, did you know Jay Moore was in Picture Perfect? What? (laughs) Shocking. Yeah, I honestly don't know what I know him from. He just has one of those faces. Like, you just know him. Yeah. Although I I didn't know him at his age now. Oh, he was on SNL too. Oh. Yeah, I think he does a good job though. Yeah, he deserves some credit for this movie. Mm -hmm. So, to review for Picture Perfect, we gave the plot an 8 out of 10. Jennifer Aniston's character, Kate, a 7 out of 10. Her acting, a 7.5 out of 10. Her hair, a 2 out of 2. And a Would You Watch Again score, 5 out of 5. Her total score of 29.5 out of 37 points, which means that Picture Perfect is ranked number 13 out of 38, and it is tied with Murder Mystery and Dumplin'. Love. Love that. Love that, too. And before we wrap it up for the day, we only have a few more episodes of Season 1 left, but we're already hard at work on Season 2. 
So be sure to follow us on Instagram at girlcrush underscore pod, where we're releasing hints every Friday and Monday about who our season two girl crush is. Yes. So exciting. So far, the hints we've released include. She hates being scared. (laughs) That was incredible. She's been in at least as many movies as Jen. And she's produced some of the films she starred in. Hmm. Hmm. We'll reveal our season two girl crush on August 18th. So let us know who you think it is. All right. Thanks for listening to the Girl Crush Podcast. Let us know your thoughts on Instagram at girlcrush underscore pod or find us on Facebook by searching Girl Crush Podcast. You can also email us at podcastgirlcrush at gmail.com. As usual, please be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. Tune in next time for our review of She's Funny That Way. Bye! Bye.